Welcome to OT Cyber from the Plant Floor Up, a podcast focused on discussing the latest innovations and developments in the OT cybersecurity space. The podcast is powered by Dynex and hosted by our CTO, Jeff Smith. Subscribe via iTunes, Spotify, or the Dynex YouTube channel, or wherever you watch slash listen to podcasts and enjoy the show. Our first guest on our pilot episode is Chris Gibbs. He is the VP of sales at Centripetal Networks. Welcome, Chris. Hello, this is Chris Gibbs with Centripetal. Uh, give you a little background on uh, Centripetal and uh, the, the role we play in uh, cybersecurity industry. A uh, company got started a number of years ago with uh, guys with military and intelligence backgrounds. And they realized that they wanted to apply the military's intelligence cycle of requirements, collection, and dissemination to cybersecurity. They also realized that legacy tools um, didn't have the scale or the ability to keep up with the cadence of the expanding threat surface. So at Centripetal, we designed a, uh, a tool and now deliver it as a service to bring in uh, an intelligence-driven protection service. And so what's important about it here is we have the ability to utilize threat data from any and all sources uh, across the entire MITRE attack framework or you know, Lockheed Martin kill chain. You know, many of our competitors in the legacy tools, they can only use, because of the limited scale of their systems, only use data in a detection and response capability well, we can scale very large and are constantly updated as the uh, threat surfaces. And if you can stop an attack in the recon, the initial access, the execution of persistence phase, then all of those downstream attacks, the command and control, the exfiltration, they never happen. And so at Centripetal, we deliver this as a service and... Uh, you know, one of the reasons we reached out to Dynex is we saw the need in uh, the OTICS space for a combined IT and, OCS, and OTICS solution, and uh, Dynex was the per perfect partner to work with. Uh, thanks a lot, Chris. That's a great overview on Centripetal. Um, and as Chris mentioned, you know, Dynex and Centripetal have the same philosophy in that, um, you know, if you can protect a system and you can you can block that unwanted adversary or that unwanted um, infiltration of your system, then there's a lot less to deal with downstream. Now, is it is it safe to say that, you know, someday somehow somebody's always going to get in somewhere? Yeah, if you do, if, if you think that's not the case, then you really don't understand cybersecurity. Um, but if you can stop the vast majority of the problems before they get in the door, uh, it significantly improves your ability and that it, it greatly lowers the attack surface that you, you expose on the inside of your organization. Um, so with Centripetal and Dynex and our partnership, you know, Dynex, we, we spend most of our time in the OT cybersecurity space from the plant floor up, um, whereas Centripetal starts at the top down. And so we kind of meet in the middle and, and both of our systems um, have a lot of really interesting capabilities. And one of the things we talk about a lot is the ability to share data um, and the ability to, if I see something on one end, um, you know, or if Chris's system on the centripetal side sees something coming in on the uh, enterprise side into corporate, 
doesn't it make sense that his system is able to uh, write that same set of IPS IDS rules down into the ICS Defender, for example, if it doesn't have to be there, or if it isn't already there, the ICS Defender, of course, being Dynix um, OT platform. Yeah, the, the, the key here, and you know, I love this OT cyber from the plant floor up, by combining our two solutions, you, you sit at that layer in between the IT and the OT network, I am sitting in line in a protection framework where the ISP enters the organization, wherever that is, and then have the ability to tap in to various uh, locations on the land side. And then you're able to send me data from the OT land, I can take data from the IT land and we marry all that together. So we have control and visibility all the way from the internet down to the plant floor. And that is a, uh, I think that's pretty unique actually in the industry today. It is, and I think a lot of people, you know, look at all the monitoring solutions on the, on the market today in both those companies that offer those solutions as well as um, the people embracing or using them are beginning to understand that monitoring is great, but if I give somebody a couple hours foothold in my system, um, or even a couple of days, then you know the amount of damage they can do is significant. So if I can keep 99% of those guys out to begin with, uh, the impact of anybody getting in is much less. Yeah, and that gets back to that point that I was making earlier about the reason they have monitoring detection and response um, offerings is the amount of data that they can actually apply is limited. And so it makes sense for them to be in those later command and control and exfiltration and um, impact and actions on objective phase rather than at the initial scanning and brute forcing and getting access phase all the way through the end, which is what we do. But because some of those other tool sets don't have that scale, they've got to decide where they want to apply the, um, the capacity that they have. And so they put it lower in and then they're just kind of running around. It's whack-a-mole trying to uh, keep up with threat. I like it. Cyber whack-a-mole. Yep. And the challenge is as, uh, as at a conference two weeks ago and uh, one of the uh, attendees of the conference, uh, you know, a guy from the plant floor was talking about they, their, their goal is, is as of course you know, is to keep that factory moving and be as efficient as possible. And they need to keep the operations working. There's not enough time in the day to um, keep up with the threat environment. That's why we deliver it as a service. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. There's, there's still a lot of people that really don't know what, what it means or what to do. And, and, you know, the, there's so many folks out there that are, that are selling a widget or a, a gizmo or a piece of software that, you know, it, what I, what I find interesting is that over the last few years, the, the appetite for it has gone up drastically given all the incidents and the responses. Um, but a lot of people are just, you know, that, that offer solutions are singing the same song. Um, and in some cases, I think it's a good song, right? The message is good and the software is good and the product's good. In other cases, it's, you know, I get on so many of these conferences and I listen to the same exact thing and, and I get, that you're talking to a new audience every time. Um, but I, I think as a, as a focus, we need, to, um, we need to start figuring out how to solve some of these problems. Like, you know, 
what impresses me the most about centripetal and how they handle this is nobody else does what they do. Um, it it really uh, is a, a it's a novel, but it, you know when you step back and look at it, it's like that makes perfectly good sense. Why are they the only ones doing that? Um, and yeah, so much so, in fact, that we actually use their solution at Dynex. So I, I think it's you know it's it's. Is, is cyber becoming more and more the talk of the town? Absolutely. Are, are we really solving all of the problems and doing it? In, you know, I saw this great quote on LinkedIn the other day where a fellow was talking about a lot of the frameworks put forth. And he said, those frameworks are great for, for really big businesses who have both the stomach, the budget, and the asset, or the capability, the resources to address and, and enforce those. Um, but for the smaller companies or the middle-sized companies, um, those frameworks are, are way more than they could ever bite or chew off, you know, bite off or chew. They're, they're huge, they're time consuming, they're, um, and so I think we need to spend a lot more time on, on how we help the small to medium sized folks because, you know, at least in the automotive space, if you take down a tier one supplier that's, that's you know, providing a critical truck part to one of the big manufacturers, um, that's, a, that's a huge deal, right? So and they're, they're a more likely target than the big end customer anyway, because they have less, less things, you know, less capabilities for defense, less capabilities for, uh, you know, they've invested less in, the, in preventing problems. So, that, I mean, that's, there's a lot of things you can say that we can observe today. Um, but, you know, th that one for me is, is a big one right now is how do we, how, how do we help the small guys and the middle guys yeah. and, and not just the big guys? Yeah, that, that you, a, lot, a lot of key points there. Um, First one, little guys and, and mid-sized guys, you know, right now in the, just the state of the world, we see how interconnected we are and the supply chain for whatever the end goal is, there are many components in it. And the trusted third party is typically the weakest link in the, the that, that ultimate, whoever the, 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 the production group is, it's their suppliers, the people in their chain that the threat actors go after to get into that. You know, we, we, we've seen that with many, many successful hacks recently. And then there's not enough trained people available to keep up with all of the um, compliance frameworks that are out there for the small to mid-size and even low enterprise company, which is one of the reasons why we come at, came out with our solution as a service. We said, you know, let's give the low enterprise SMB customers the same protection capability that a large enterprise would have. And so we're just meeting at the right time right now for the need of, of, of what we created here at Centripetal. And then when, you know, like we got our, our introduction to Dynex some years ago, we were doing a rapid prototyping event for a government funded uh, lab. Uh, and uh, I saw the need immediately there that in the OT space, the critical infrastructure space, I needed a partner and reached out and said, you know, who thinks like me that let's protect first and stop the malicious activity uh, and worry about visibility and control and response afterwards. But if it's not mission critical, why allow it on the network? Yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons why we specifically looked out for a partner that had a domain expertise, and we, and we certainly found one. 
And I think that the, uh, the need for what we're doing to protect you know, the critical infrastructure, to protect manufacturing, to protect uh, all the OT and ICS networks that are out there is it, it's key right now, especially in the state of affairs that the world is in. And I just um, you know, look forward to, to continuing our partnership. And Jeff, I'll turn it over to you. I think everything you said, Chris, makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, from a closing thoughts perspective, um, there's a lot of things to talk about. There's a lot of things to think about from the perspective of the plant floor. And, um, you know, I, I always tell people that you know, one of my favorite questions is how much security is enough? And uh, the answer that I am ultimately hoping to hear, and some folks come close, is uh, however much security you need to mitigate the risk you're not willing to live with. And I think that instead of, you know, everybody just, I got to get me some of that OT cybersecurity stuff, um, I think they really need to sit down and understand what the risks are they can't live with. And once they understand what those risks are, look for a solution that uh, solves those problems and, and addresses those risks. And I think with the, the partnership between Centripetal and Dynix, I think you've got a solution that pretty much handles anything you can put on the table in terms of risk. Yep. And a cost-effective way to do it. Take the threat off the table that is known that is not allowed there's and, and to your point earlier there's no silver bullet it's not we're not solving everything those other th there's there's still going to be activity but if you can take away the the known all of those targeted behavioral things that are threatening the environment they bubble to the surface and they're easier to see and then if you can do it in a um a complementary fashion where you become part of the infrastructure um, and one of the reasons we came out as a service is there's just not enough bodies, not enough time. So delivering uh, our solution as a service is another thing because I, the guy's got to keep the plant frog going. He can't, he can't become uh, the expert on the, on the uh, the the the, uh, the cyber uh, threat that's that's against him. He's got to keep the plant floor running, which was another point that I get another guy made in that conference a couple of weeks ago. They got to keep it moving yeah i mean that that's it right that's their that's their role um yep. you know and I, it's kind of I had a conversation with i think it was in the, the cybersecurity symposium we had here a week or so ago and uh, one of the comments i made was you know the, the plan used to be get the cars out the door um and then when some companies started taking a spanking in quality it was get the cars out the door uh with quality um, and that's really migrating to get the doors out, the, you know, get the cars out the door with quality and securely and safely, right? Protect our IP, protect our customers. So that's kind of like the third iteration I've seen in that regard. Um, and I, I would add another to that is your solution has to be manageable by people on the plant floor. Um, I, you know, IT folks have a lot to do. They, they you know, it's small number of people usually for an awful lot of stuff. And the same thing's true for the OT folks, small number of people, an awful lot of stuff. So the solution has got to be such that you don't have to have a degree in cybersecurity to at least take basic to intermediate steps with the product or solution that you employ to um, to, to protect yourself. If, if you look at the way an OT, uh, you know, or a controls engineer works, um, as you mentioned a minute ago, their job is to get things out the door and, you know, they they probably do 20 different things in a week 
you know, on, on one hand, they're working on one set of equipment with a supplier, or maybe they're working on something else, or they're solving trouble, you know, other issues here and there. Maybe it's a robot, maybe it's a servo, maybe it's a VFD, um, could be a sensor array. And then all of a sudden they've got a problem and they need to dig into it from a cybersecurity perspective. If they haven't looked at your system in a year, um, chances are if it's complex, even a little, they're toast. So um, really my message to all these people offering products are don't make these dashboards that while they might look cool as beans and just as awesome as can be, you know, take a look at the way Centripetal does it. They're, they're great looking dashboards. They convey a message, but they don't blow your head off with just this vast amount of information that, that you couldn't possibly understand in a reasonable amount of time unless you really spent tons and tons of time with their product, which I guess is, um, you know, maybe other customers need to look at the whole, other other suppliers should look at the service thing the way Centripetal does, because a lot of those other products out there, you really do need a degree in cyber to figure out what it's trying to tell you. 